March 4th, commemoration of St. Lucius, Pope and Martyr. On this day, a commemoration is made of St. Lucius, Pope and Martyr. He was a Roman by birth and succeeded Pope Cornelius in 252. Shortly after his ascension, shortly after his accession, he was sent into exile by the Emperor Gallus, but was soon recalled to the great joy of the Roman people. St. Cyprian quotes decrees issued by him against the Novatians. He died after a very short pontificate on March 4th, 253. His relics were translated to the church of St. Cecilia, where they are exposed to the veneration of the faithful. He that hateth his life in this world keepeth it unto life eternal. Let us pray. O God, who dost year by year give us joy in the feast of blessed Lucius, thy martyr and pontiff, mercifully grant that as we celebrate his birthday unto life eternal, so we may also rejoice in his protection. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. In Apocalypse 3.21 And in whom, other than Felix, has the realization of this blessed promise of the divine head to his members been more apparent? A poor tomb received the mortal remains of the humble priest of Campania, and in its silence and obscurity, emblems of his earthly desires, he seemed destined to await the blast of the angel's trumpet at the final resurrection. But miracles, many and great, suddenly rendered his tomb illustrious. The name of Felix was carried far and wide, and everywhere wrought the like prodigies of grace. Hardly had peace been given to the church and world by the accession of Constantine to the throne, when on all sides the people were aroused and in countless flocks thronged to the martyr's tomb. On certain days Rome herself seemed deserted, and the ancient Appian Road, the very soil of which was worn away by the tramp of the pilgrims, appeared to have no other purpose than to carry to the feet of Felix the homage, gratitude, and love of the entire world. Five basilicas did not suffice for the immense concourse. A sixth was erected, and the lowly field where once the remains of the martyr lay hid was encircled by a new town. The fourth century, so rich in Christian developments, saw the beginnings of pilgrimages, and the city of Nola in Campania was, after Rome, the principal center of this devotion. O happy city of Nola, cries a contemporary eyewitness of these wonders, O happy city which, through the merits of the blessed Felix, has become second only to Rome herself, Rome ever the mistress, yesterday by her empire and victorious armies, today by the tombs of the apostles. We have cited Paulinus, the illustrious consul, whose name is inseparably linked with that of Felix, Paulinus, whom we shall find in the time after Pentecost, through the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, giving also admirable examples of renunciation to the world. In the flower of a brilliant youth and already surrounded by honors and glory, Paulinus once found himself by the tomb of Felix. Here it was given to him to understand true greatness, to realize the emptiness of human ambitions and glory. The Roman senator, the consul, the descendant of Paulinus Aemilius, and of the Scipios, here vowed himself to Felix, who had conquered. Riches, honors, country, he sacrificed all, and aspired only to dwell near to this tomb. A poet of no small merit, whose talents had already won applause in Rome, his inspiration now found expression in singing the praises of the blessed Felix on his feast day, and in proclaiming himself the slave and humble doorkeeper of the servant of Christ. Such, then, is the triumph of our Emmanuel and his saints, such is the glory of his members. Does it not seem that the divine head, mindful of his promises, is desirous only of the glory which this feast of manifestation brings, so that they enthroned with him may also receive the homage of peoples and kings? Let us listen now to the abridged lesson of the life of our saint which the Church puts forth before us today. 
Felix, a priest of Nola, was tormented in various ways by the infidels for his violent attacks on idols and was cast into prison. He was set free in the night by an angel and ordered to seek Maximianus, the bishop of Nola, who had hidden himself in a wood because he feared that at his advanced age he would not be able to bear the torments of his persecutors. Felix, arriving at the place by the divine guidance, found the holy bishop lying on the ground, half dead. He succored him and carried him on his shoulders to a Christian widow to be cared for. On another occasion, when he was abrading the idol worshippers for their impiety, they rushed at him, and he, flying from them, hid in a narrow space between two walls, and the opening was so quickly filled with spider's webs that no one suspected a man had recently taken refuge there. After thus escaping his persecutors, Felix lay hid for three months in the house of a pious woman. When peace was restored to the church, he returned to Nola and converted many to the faith of Christ by his example, his teaching, and his miracles. He steadily refused to be made bishop of the city and, falling asleep in the Lord, was buried near Nola at the place called Inpinchis. O Felix, this day is the twentieth since the birth of our Emmanuel, the new sun, the vanquisher of cold and frosts, the restorer of light, the conqueror of darkness. His splendor is yours. Grant that, warmed by his life-giving rays, we may, like you, ever grow in him. Having become children once more at the crib, we possess within us the seed of the word. May the innocence of a new heart cause it ever to fructify. By you, Christ's yoke becomes light to the weak. By you, the infant God is touched with pity and turns in love to penitent souls. This day, then, which witnesses your heavenly birth, should be dear to us, for we too die to the world and are born to our Emmanuel.